Scooping This On, Season 4, Episode 46, where we watch The Bachelor Presents, Listen to Your Heart. Season 1, Episode 1, I'm Chris Lorenz. I'm Brian Houston. Noah Singer. Anna Beats. I'm Harrison Hoffman. Hey, this is James. Robert Kitts. I'm John Maxer. Who? <laughs> Not your best Max. <laughs> like John Mayer, but off by one. Was- one letter off. Oh yeah. Well, there's a lot of like Johns in the world. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. John Maxer. <laughs> uh, I, I was thinking of going with like I'm John Maxer, and remember the bodies of Wonderlands. <laughs> <laughs> that that would have been good. <laughs> hey, right. you know what? Anyway, back to the Bachelor. Listen to your heart, the John Mayer. Hey, hey, wait, wait a second. Though. Hold up, hold up. There's a there's a colon in there that you forgot to mention. What? It's the bachelor presents colon. Oh, there's no colon. You don't say the colon. You got to say the colon. It's key. Wait, you say colon? You have to. It's required. You know, uh, fun fact um, uh, that Republican who served under Bill Clinton, Colin Powell, his first name is just the colon. I thought his first (laughs) name was Harrison. (laughs) Give us the show description, please. Uh, Uniting two of the most emotionally powerful forces in human life, music and love, 20 single men and women embark on an incredible journey to find love through music. Singing well-known songs both individually and as couples, they look to form attractions through the melodies, find and reveal their feelings, and ultimately fall in love. The eligible bachelors and bachelorettes meet and explore their relationships while living together and going on dates that focus on music. Once the couples commit to each other, it's time to take the relationships to the next level. The harmony of the couples is tested through musical challenges, including live performances judged by some of the biggest names in the music business. The couples whose performances reveal their love and devotion get a chance to further their relationships until only one couple is left standing. That's The Bachelor Presents, colon, Listen to Your Heart on ABC. Whew, that's a doozy. That's a big time description, but <laughs> it's like as long as no, the show itself. It didn't that actually show, no. say what it was, though. No, they did. Like, it, told, it told you exactly what it was. It unites music. Yeah, I, I definitely zoned out halfway through that. Like so a the show speech. is the show is Bachelor in Paradise, but not in Paradise. So like, why would you want to be on this one? Except this one also at the end of the description it said until only one couple is left standing. Aren't they usually like that? Brian, you've watched all these Bachelor shows. They definitely have, like, a winner, but they still have, like, couples that hook up and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that's, I mean, are those the winners? If you hook up, does that qualify like, you as a winner? Uh, no, actually, no. There were, I thought there was, like, several, like, weddings. Hold on. I'm going to oh. go internet corner for a second. Well, for, for Bachelor in Paradise, it's, like, they, they just keep bringing in new people and seeding it every week. And then, like, at the end, you kind of, like, if you're in a relationship, I think you just get to go to, like, whatever the final level is. And so there's not – they're not whittling it down to one. There are, like, as many couples as make it. Well, we've we've gotten a lot of uh, rounds through the Bachelor Expanded Universe. And I think the best way to think about this would be Bachelor Winter Games, mm. where there is both – uh, a goal to bip together and have couples pair off, but there is also a competition with a winner. And it seems like this is going to, at some point, turn into Bizarro American Idol, where it's both Bachelor, but there's also singing in front of a crowd with judges. And so I think they're trying to to combo the the two things. You can still be a winner at life 
at finding your true love through music, but you're a loser in the competition of uh, American Idol Bachelor Edition. How dare you bring up Bachelor Winter Games? I had blocked that out of my memory. It's relevant when we're in the Bachelor Expanded Universe. <laughs> we got to keep going and referencing just... all the Bachelor uh, the Bachelor minutia. Well, you. On the plus side, the Summer Games are canceled. <laughs> we did. They might bring them back in 2021. We'll see. There's... Yeah, okay, we're moving on from that. This is like it, though, in that they even show already on Meet the Cast on ABC.com, there's two contestants listed on the website that they haven't even introduced yet in the show. So we'll be seeing some new uh, blood coming. Also, there are people that are just on this, in this episode, who are not talked about at all. And who maybe their name is never mentioned. It's true. I, I think their names are mentioned. It's easy to miss that. No. Uh, I feel like Brie, her name was mentioned like once. There was at least one dude who at the end, you're like, who's that guy? Yeah. The, <laughs> there are like a couple dudes who get eliminated who never get to speak. But I kind of think this is what one thing The Bachelor does well, because they don't mess around with people who won't matter. You never have to meet them. <laughs> so the one person I think you're talking about is Russell. He's yeah. like at the end. He's like shown sitting at the like glass door, just kind of like crying because he's kicked off the show. And you're like, who is that guy? The uh, guy in the leather jacket looks like the dude from The Strokes. I, I, yeah, yeah. Or is that Michael Todd? No, no, Michael, no, this guy. No, it, it, it it's Russell. Um, his bio page is very endearing. Um, he never had a New Year's kiss, you know. He may swoon with his teen idol looks, but he really wants true love. <laughs> yeah, we got none of that in the show. Zero percent. So, like, they put up his be... email at the end. Yeah, they definitely needed the emails at the end, which we're getting pretty pretty far from the emails to keep referencing that. Uh, Got to but... keep referencing it. It's good. <laughs> Watch if you listen to our "If You Are the One" episode. Top top tier. Who put this on? For sure. Uh, you'll get that reference. Uh, so this show is one of our classic shows where there's just too many people. Even for the run to- total runtime without commercials of two hours. Or it was, it was no, an no. hour 25. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't. It's an hour and a half. It felt so. like two hours. It felt like much longer. But like with I that total runtime, there's show still too many people. <laughs> So we only get good intros to maybe about, what, like eight people? Yeah, I started writing names down. I got through four, and then I completely gave up and abandoned ship. I I feel like the best way to go through this is the women, because the show is set up where there's eight women, 12 guys, and the rose ceremony at the end of the episode, the women picked a guy, and if you weren't picked, you're off the show. So it's easier to kind of go by... Like the women, who they were interested in, who they picked. And in that process, we'll talk about all the guys that we actually introduced. And we can ignore Russell because no one fucking talked to Russell, apparently. We don't really know who he is. So uh, I have Jamie. She seems to be the main focus of this episode. Uh, She is a lot of drama in her. So like she's 21. She's she's a hostess from Tennessee. She's the youngest one on the show. And she's interested in Trevor and Ryan. 
those are her two big like focuses of the show. And, and, and she made that with dude. both of them within the first three hours of being there. Oh man! I mean, you know, she's young. She's looking for love. You gotta, you gotta really try out them. You gotta try them out before you uh, pick. Always make out with people within three hours of being. Is that a rule, Max? That you follow? Absolutely. Okay. That's a that's a workplace rule, really. So, was a question about Trevor. Was he one of the first ones, and I say the first ones because I think multiple guys did this on the show, uh, to proclaim that they wrote uh, one of the women a song and then grabbed a guitar, played this, played the song, and sang it? I don't think so. That wasn't Trevor? Am I confusing I him? So. I mean, Trevor he definitely did that. I don't know if he was the first one. <laughs> oh, You're going to have to be more that. specific on a show like this where like every single motherfucker is going to do that like every episode. Well, it happened like three ha- times on this episode alone. Well, it's there's just, you took a bunch of people that like write and sing songs and uh, like that's their thing. That's your go-to. I mean, that's I the wrote whole the show. song for you, right? Like the whole show is that, and I think like we'll get into this in a little bit. But like one of the only like things that's interesting about the show is this angle on the musicians. And well, I mean, they're, that's, they're, they're, they're that's what they're trying to make. Right, like they're setting this whole thing up to be the that movie, Stars Born. Yeah, let's let's get into that. So Chris, Har- <laughs> Chris Harrison cues this up with "Welcome to Bachelor, Listen to Your Heart." You know, we were really inspired by the movie A Star Is Born, and it's like, what? What does this show have to do with the Star Is Born? It was really inspired by the drug addicts and depression and all the hardship everyone went through in that movie. So we're gonna find love. I, mm. I, I think that it's has everybody seen A Star Is Born? No. Oh, Rob, that's oh, fine. I, <laughs> I haven't either. So does this make you want to see it? People die. I, I know that's fine. I think that the the only thing that's really relevant here is that Idiot. it all it all it all boils down to there is a scene in A Star Is Born where Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga are on stage singing a duet together, and they want to make that like the goal of this of this reality show is to America's next top Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Yeah. So like, I have an opinion on that. So like. We watched two out an like, hour and a half of the show, and they didn't really do anything to encourage that to happen at all. What do you? They just put you? all these. Well, they just put all these people in a room and didn't be like, "Hey, maybe you should play music." Like, obviously, what people about, are playing music. What about when there's no organized people, activity what about around they, music? They brought the people on the date to the recording studio. Two and people. Don Mayer's two producer to do it together. Chris, Two people. You, you got to take the L on this one. They literally did the exact thing you're saying. In this show, no, in this there was no like, hey, do you fit musically together with anyone? There wasn't like a, hey, this is the kind of music you play. This is the kind of music I play. No, it was like, oh, how hot you are and how like comfortable conversational we are together. There was no, there was no real talk about how musically we are inclined together. Even, I totally disagree. I feel like there was a bunch of talk about the music. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not saying there wasn't any talk about it. I'm saying there was no structured thing to point them in that direction. Except like, for the in dates. a normal show that you set up a theme around, you might want to actually set up some sort of structure to encourage something like that. But that—that's well, just. 
I think all the dates are going to be music themed. They live in a house where there are tons of instruments everywhere. Well, you just I kicked think off. I want a lot of music to happen naturally, and it totally did this time. Like so many people are like playing songs for each other, and then they'll cut to like some guy on the piano, and everybody's grouped around singing. That was like suddenly we're in a plain white tees concert. So, well, Chris, what I'm hearing is instead of them following their heart at first to find a match, you would have preferred to really lean forward with their like musical talents. I expected much more musical talent focus in the beginning because that's the show. The show is about music. It's there was like, two and finding that love, were music but, like, dates. And the there was not three impromptu proclaimed, I wrote you this song. Let me sing it for you now in the house. That was, yeah, but that wasn't, in, people will do that. They just weren't encouraged by the producers to do that. They de- 100% were. The producers set those dates up. How well, the, <laughs> the dates are definitely music inclined. We got over that. I get it. Well, the other thing is, like, like as we all know about The Bachelor Extended Universe in general, is people are coming on here for their social media and to make some kind of play. And there's no better career <laughs> than if you're a musician. So, like, I don't think they need to do a lot of encouragement to get these people to be playing as much music and, like, talking about their music as possible all of the time. I just, I just expected, like, the intros to be more musically inclined other than them just getting in a room together. That, that, that for a show about music, I was just kind of bored because they didn't really go over what kind of music they played or liked or could do. Now it's just like, oh, he's cute. He's handsome. I, oh, I'm Chris, don't, like, Chris, don't it. get me wrong. I can watch Bip too. That point was totally boring because it wasn't. Any, it was just normal bachelor bullshit at that point. I like the show I was in the, could, in the gutter up until we got to the dates. I uh, definitely could have done with a little like talent show at the top where like all the different people just go and they perform like a song or something and you're like all right cool like that event like good yeah uh, you say that. i mean that's all i'm asking for but there was I'm how many like... people on the show there was 20 people on the show you want 20 musical performances to start this show out i'm gonna call bs on that okay, right now. Not, that's too many but you can, kind of, you can kind of gloss over some like you know how they can kind of chop them up some that only show about 10 seconds of some they'll be like oh man like Russell, you're never gonna see. Like yeah. they, they, I think Max even said this one point when we were watching the show. You, you may set up a karaoke situation, and they're all just singing random songs, and then you just have like a two minute montage showing of highlights of that. And they were actually singing for two hours, and we, we don't care. Like I think yeah. that's Rob. That that's is a hell of a producer here. call. I totally agree that you just set this thing up as karaoke with a limited time window, and whoever gets up there gets up there. If you didn't go, you didn't go. I love that idea. And you gotta you start calling us. You can only sing songs from A Star is Born. (laughs) (laughs) We gotta start producing these shows, guys. We really gotta get on some email lists. They they talked about how the inspiration for the show is A Star is Born. One of the contestants on the show mentioned how they hoped it was gonna be like (laughs) A Star is Born. And then in one of like the later on this season, we saw them performing a song from A Star is Born also. Do you think song, like, the song. The song. Do you That's think the they're it up for the finale to be like judged by Bradley and Lady Gaga and they have to perform that song? They gotta have Bradley Cooper show up in this at some point. You can't you can't tease a star is born in the first five minutes and not pull in Bradley Cooper at some point. Like that's just that's malpractice. But this is a good say. We gotta talk about the fact that this kicked off with a four-minute this season on before we'd seen anything. Which is 
something we made fun of as being weird two months ago and now is every single freaking show we do. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be this. the new new playbook. The amount the of previewing is egregious in this show, especially in a show where a bunch of people are about to be eliminated. Like we're like you're just watching people performing <laughs> songs together in this like this is about to happen. You know who all the couples are in the first like three minutes of the show. Well, to be fair, when they do the this season on, you don't know who anybody is. So you I, sure. you don't remember, which is part of why it's dumb to do the this season on so early because it's just boring. Because I'm like, I don't know what any of this is. The only one I remembered was Sheridan. I was like, hey, Sheridan's not going to kick off. Like the whole episode, I'm like, well, he's not going to kick off. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, it's this like YouTube influence from what I can tell is like the whole like, hey, this is a ad. Like they want the, the beginning to pop. But, like, it's terrible. And they keep doing it throughout the episode before each commercial breaks. Like, here's coming up next, the next 15 minutes. And it's like a 30-second thing. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I'm watching this. You gotta, if I'm watching without commercials, you gotta cut that. Like, it's literally happening now. Like, no time between this. They are having to drag people (laughs) through this two hours. There's, like... Guys, I promise there's something interesting coming up. If you wait one more break, there's something happening. But it's not the only show that's doing this. It it's seems all to be of MTV. New playbook. <laughs> yeah, like sure. MTV's been doing this for how many seasons of the challenge? Like I don't know. But it's like it's not just the challenge. It's every single show. It just keeps I feel happening. Like it's Bachelor especially. Like they make it an art form. Like they do it so hard. You just know everything. Yeah, Brian, can you bad. confirm that? It was so bad that when they did the the last commercial break before the rose ceremony, there wasn't one, and it was actually jarring. It was like, wait, we're 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 just back in the show. Like this seemed strange. You're, but, you're uh, everybody Brian. knows what's up next. Everybody Brian. knows what's next. You don't need to show it. But speak, Brian, speak to if this is how common. Bachelor, it's very common. Okay, but like that's usually like okay. Now I have some extra drink. Uh, gather a drink or like we discuss a time. Like that's it. Usually, Bachelor is only good to watch with friends because then you could discuss it with them or you could like make fun of something. Usually we try to burn the contestants and then this extra time, like it's not a good show. <laughs> I just, you just kind of have to look away when they do this next time on. Yeah. Like, you, you just got to skip it. Yeah. You could go get a beer or get some more food and then you have more bathroom time. Like it, they're being courteous to us. I mean, no, they're so, not. so Brian does hit on something, which is something I did during this show, which happened to just be due to timing, but also the show is, I would recommend it for, I don't know if it's a thing, but if you're cooking dinner, this is a great show to have on. It's just some background filler. <laughs> it's a bunch of whatever. You can kind of come in and out. You don't really miss a whole ton. You're like, oh yeah, that person's doing whatever with this person. Okay, cool. Like it kind of works. If, if you do that, you're going to miss the great Michael Todd moments. Like trying to kiss no. within the first five minutes of being in this house. I mean, like, I'm you, happy you that they made that a big deal, though. Um, is he the same guy who sang Hot Touch, or was that a different guy? I have no idea. I know it's a different guy. Oh. Okay. Yeah. You're going to have to keep your own notes for that stuff, Annabeth. I'm not. <laughs> it was a good bit of minutiae. I thought I'd just squid in now and see if, they were, see if it sparked any seeds. <sighs> Uh, anyway, we could go back to uh, this Jamie situation briefly, where she was date- trying to date Ryan and Trevor. She went on a date with Ryan, 
which we briefly talked about, where they went and did a duet together at some studio with some Grammy-nominated producer. Uh, I forget what song they sang. Rob, what song did they sing? They sang Gravity by John Mayer. Gravity! <laughs> they talked about it so much. <laughs> yeah, Brian kind of was gravity. so fired up, and Jamie was uh, okay about it. He's like John Mayer's been my musical idol for my whole <laughs> life. <laughs> I mean, if that if one of them didn't know how to play it on the guitar, like the the whole segment doesn't work, right? Well, they had the people there to play. Yeah, they, they were just singing. They were practicing with the guy when he was playing guitar. Got it. Um, Do you think they it, asked any Emmy winning producers and they said no, and then they're like, okay, well, I guess we'll take well, this guy. Like, the whole thing with it is that this is the producer that produced, I think this this song for John Mayer is like why it was interesting. Yeah, but I'm sure there's Emmy winning producers that also have songs that they use, like they Grammy, get different Grammys. songs. It's Grammys. Grammys, sorry, Grammys. You don't Maybe want a lot of emails about Emmys versus Grammys. This is Grammys. Yeah, it is Grammys. Sorry, thank you, Chris. Good, good clarification. Well, like I also don't yeah, think they just chose the... anybody. They chose somebody like, Okay, hey, dude, you're gonna be the one that like is gonna go on this date, or if you they ask everyone like if you go on this date, like who your influence is, like all those things. They're like, oh, this guy is really into John Mayer. He knows how to play this song, like blah blah blah. Let's get that guy and make that the date. Yeah, this 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 plays into like one of the best inventions by like the Bachelor producers is this like date card thing because like it is such a blatant like the producers like sticking their hand into the show and like causing something to happen, and it's like. They like, like like at some point a card shows up and it says, "Hey, uh, whatever their name is, can ask whoever they want on a date." So then they, they, they like they basically obviously like set up to be something really really controversial and then they can you know make they kind of make the right situation happen. But like in this case, yeah, they basically made uh, made made her choose which dude to bring. But then uh, yeah, did crazy John Mayer. Thing. Well, she picks Trevor and not Ryan, the person she goes on a date with. But I agree, Harrison, that this is definitely like the producer's main way of influencing the show is like getting giving the date card to somebody to encourage some sort of drama of some kind. So in other bachelors, is there a consistency to when date cards come out or is like one episode will be like 10 to like stir up the drama and one episode will be like one? I have no idea. So I mean, on the usual... Oh, sorry, I'm Okay, on the usual Bachelor, it's, like, obviously, like, there's, like, mini, like, group dates or, like, one-on-one dates. Like, it can vary all about, but, like, you're only going to have, like, one or two of those moments, which is the same here. Like, you had one or two of those, like, private dates. So maybe, like, they'll also have, like, group singing sessions later. Who knows? It seems like it's more important in these BIP winner games, uh, listen-to-your-heart-style shows where... You actually have people competing with each other and not just like one per like 50 people competing for one person. Like the producer's control is way more influential in like a situation where there's like could be a thruple happening and you got to figure out like who's who like they just did. What, what was that? <laughs> a what? A what's happening? A, a thruple. Isn't that a three person couple? Is yeah, it, well, I, I just wanted to show love that. triangle. Love triangle, sure, whatever you want. To <laughs> Chris was advocating during the show that they should allow for the thruple to continue. So I, I think he's 
that's just the way he wants to go with the show. Look, Are we bringing the this Tiger show, King in here? This show is about love. I feel like kicking people off because you love two of them, you can you can only love one of them at a time. Like that seems not very love like. You know, you want love to blossom. If it's with three people, it's with three people. That, that's just kind of like you know. Sometimes sure. Joe Exotic isn't just a giant a-hole. Dude, like, the rules <sighs> are set up such that they can appease the most people. It's about viewership. Like, I mean, it has obviously nothing to do about with anything, viewership. Right? Like, hey, what's the stance the majority of people that are gonna that we are targeting the show are going to be okay with? That's all it is. But, but since he came, since he came up, how great would it be if renowned singer Joe Exotic rolled into Bachelor uh, Bip right now? This would just be just fantastic. I don't well, think he that he's getting any roses. <laughs> hey, he he writes those those heartfelt songs. That that's yeah. gonna make an impression. He's also gay. Yeah, sure yeah. he is gay. <laughs> that's actually an interesting question about the show because I feel like the show is still very stuck, sort of in the same like boy girl kind of situation. Whereas I feel like a lot of these newer shows are kind of taking these more interesting angles. What's the the, the recent one we did where everyone could have went? any which way and you didn't know what was going on that was like are you the one yeah are you i knew there was like a an acronym but i can't remember we didn't we didn't do that that was just the latest season of are you the one ah got it but i feel like that was like one thing sort of feels missing now from this show you're like well it's just it kind of feels somewhat predictable there's no wild cards you know there's no like well this person could go whatever sure they're wild cards there's just like who's gonna be with who james yeah (laughs) who's gonna get kicked off very exciting. Um, I guess the next person I have written down we can briefly discuss is Mel. Uh, she's 27, a waitress. I didn't write down where she was from, but uh, yeah, she's like barely in this episode at all. She's she's like the second tier or third tier kind of character. And uh, at the end, she picks Gabe, even though she went on a date with Matt which I guess we could go into this whole Matt situation where Matt kind of was going in a three. what is a love, love triangle. triangle, love triangle with Mel and Rudy. And he had a date card and he told both of them that they would go on a date together, but then actually picked Mel and Rudy was very upset. Rudy like was like, heartbroken like they've been dating for months she was just bawling her eyes out and just like really pissed off i mean you deserve to be pissed off at this point but i don't know i don't know i think we need justice for matt because i don't think he told her they were going on a date yeah i think that she kind of mischaracterized that conversation a little bit uh i mean do you remember exactly what he said so they walk in and she says says in case you were wondering yes i want to go on the date with you and then and then he says he says well what would your ideal first date be and then they kind of talked about that and they're like okay and then they sort of went they sort of went their separate ways and i think that she kind of took that as like a hey like oh that's very different from what she said she took it oh i know it's super which is you asked now that's why that dude was so confused when she was confronting him back he's like he's like i don't know like i don't know if i remember (laughs) saying that or like sometimes i didn't say stuff and i don't know what it is man that makes a lot more sense now i just thought that guy was being an idiot and no yeah i don't know i mean maybe maybe we saw it wrong but like no no you're probably right i just don't remember what that that conversation was 
well, that's so, the like, thing. Like when this was happening, I was just like, I have no idea what he said during that conversation. So I can't, <laughs> I don't know what, but like it definitely, he didn't think he gave that impression. But I was curious what his word choice was. And it sounds like she uh, left to some conclusions and then told everyone else it was as she imagined it, not as it was. That, I just don't believe I, Rudy. She was very convincing. And I don't remember what the conversation was. He like asked her what she would want to do on a date. And she was like, I want to make you pasta and watch a scary movie. And that was it. That, and yeah, yeah. Okay, and cool. then he said and then that he would be perfect. The other girl. I remember we also remember seeing the that. whole conversation. We saw the edited version. So we don't know. We don't yeah. have a transcript. We need to see. Release, release the whole tape back. <laughs> release the tape. <laughs> release the cut. All of it. I'm going with all. she's crazy because she rolled in and said she has quote unquote dated all of LA. <laughs> I mean, she's probably the problem. Uh, probably. Man, there's a but, lot of people in LA. Yeah. <laughs> so this also kind of leads into another person that was barely on the show, Cheyenne. She ends up picking Matt at the end. So he's still on the show. Like, yeah. which is, you know. It's- this felt very, very producery to me. Of uh, they're like, man, there was some good drama with Matt. We'd love to keep him around. Cheyenne's like, hey, I, I don't know, I don't really care for any of these guys. I'm, I'm not interested. And they're like, just pick Matt. That, that, that'll be good. And she's like, ah, sure, whatever. Yeah, but then next week they're gonna add more girls, and it's gonna be the opposite situation, and she's gonna be screwed. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> So you're it's saying not the producer's that, problem, right? Like the producers aren't going to use people to produce content. Well, you know, circling. Is, what? As you say, ahead. circling back to Mel for a second, I think it's very impressive how unmemorable she was, despite being one of the two women that went on a date. Yeah. yeah. Good job I by you, Mel. She, I don't think she said more than like five words. I don't know if she ever has like a confessional moment where she talks to us. We never meet her. Which probably just means that she's like normal and not an insane person. <laughs> so like, are they digging deep for this show? Like, wh- how, wh- how do you get a normal person on a reality show? That's I don't know, man. Nice. I mean, this is certainly harder to cast than regular Bachelor because you have to have musical, some some level of musical talent plus good looks. Although, can I bring up an idea that I've had during this one hour and 25 minutes? I think that there's a show within a show where there's a mole on this show who doesn't know music at all and is like super tone deaf. And it's our job to find the mole. (laughs) I think that's an amazing idea. This is great. B, does the mole think they're really good at singing? Or is the mole know... That they gotta, the they gotta keep, they gotta play it cool and not, not tip their hand. They're bad, I but they the know. I think the mole has bad. to know because the mole, I think the mole is incentivized by the producers. Like every episode they get through and they're not caught, like the mole gets like a little, like something, something special. But I think the mole like also mole. gets a special bonus if they do a public performance. <laughs> I like it. Is there a male mole and a female mole or just one mole? There are two moles. But they don't know. You, you, cra- you cracked it. You cracked it. There's a male mole and a female mole. And but, if they find each other. No, no. They, they don't know. That they both win. They don't know they there's They get married. <laughs> At first sight. At first sight. I feel like it'd be so interesting if they both think they're the only mole. So that like they're playing this game. But That's yet good. there is a surprise yes. second mole. 
That should totally be a part of it. They do not know there's another mole. All right, Bachelor producers, this is the next <laughs> Bachelor, this is the next installment in the Bachelor universe. Bachelor colon mole. I also want... But how do you, how do you pull this into the goal of finding love? Who cares? The Moving two on. moles need to yeah. find each other to find love, Chris. Come on, pay Obviously. attention. Also, wait, I have to say one more thing about the, the, the mole, the mole, the mole is we have to get rid of Chris Harrison because he's a demon monster and it has to be Anderson Cooper hosting it. That would be, that would be beautiful. I mean, that'd be the dream. I, I think that's, that's setting our sights too high, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but, All right. So the next person I have, Julia. <laughs> Julia seems to be in some sort of love triangle between Sheridan and some other guy. I don't remember his name, but he looks like Jeff Bezos. Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean. Uh, I have the, let's see, what was his name? Does he not have, does he have hair in the shows? Anyway. Oh, his name is John. <laughs> his name is John. He's, he's wearing a hat in the cast page, so I got lost. Man, oh, we got to talk about the hats. <laughs> yeah, we could talk. Well, anyway, so Julia picks Sheridan, which is the person that I was spoiled with for the first, like, 10 seconds of the show, because it shows Julia and Sheridan together performing on stage. And it was the only one I remembered, but they spoiled it, like, probably everyone. I don't know exactly how many people are spoiled. Why did you remember Sheridan so well, Chris? Because he's wearing ludicrous hats. He's wearing this like cowboy hat, but like flat brim. It's like a, it's like this new. Is it uh, kind of like, like a Heisenberg hat? <laughs> That's a. It's. A, I think it's a little more ludicrous than a Heisenberg hat. Also, like a ghetto cowboy hat. He's got like very luscious for a dude, long hair. He's a very I mean, memorable. He is luscious guy. for a woman hair too, Max. Like, let's be real. It's just it's super luscious. Does that Pantene Pro V? This podcast <laughs> brought to you by Pantene. Is that what you use, Max, on those on those curls? <laughs> uh, but uh, the other thing about this, doesn't he self-proclaim he like looks like an Austiner? So he's from Austin, yeah. Texas. He's got the whole Austin vibe going, and he's proud of it. He's he said, like, this is the traditional Austin look or something. And I was like, ah, is it? He said, if you throw a rock in Austin, you can hit a musician with a big hat. <laughs> I'm willing <laughs> to believe there, that. There was somebody else on the show with a cowboy hat. And we never meet them. There were a lot of insane was. hats. Like, uh, Sheridan was number one, but th there was the strong hat game going on on the show. How many hats do you think he brought? Like, seven? No, he's brought multiple hats to the show. He's like he's popping a different hat like every episode. How do you think he got those hats there? So, or well, I guess he, they're just all in LA, right? So nobody. That's had his to problem. Fly. Bachelor does not oh. cover any expenses. Oh, no, actually, you have to no, bring your own wardrobe. From Tennessee. Oh really? So I'm just yeah. trying to think like if you had to fly with a hat wardrobe, and these hats are humongous, like how would you do it? You just get like a custom shaped suitcase bag or something that like fits these hats. I don't know. Well, he drove 12,000 miles, so I'm sure he just drove across country. Oh, was this the Subaru guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he oh, said yeah. that he Yeah, he said that he put the hats in like the roof rack container on the top of his car. He made one of the um, first four people's names I wrote down and I wrote down Subaru guy. Yeah. And Austin, that's all I had. He, he made the cut. He's a very memorable yeah. guy. Love does, he like... remind, does he remind anybody else like a little bit of Posty? 
I could see it. Yeah, totally. Enough tabs. I'm I'm looking up a picture. Yeah, uh, they they do give a, a internet corner secret away about his hair. Um, he only uses, he only uses microfiber towels on his hair to keep his curls looking lush. Okay, Holy. Let's dive real deep on this. <laughs> That's a real deep internet corner <laughs> cut, though. No, like so on ABC.com, every contestant has their profile page. They have a paragraph description, and then they get the list three fun facts. Sheridan chose the microfiber towel as one of his three fun facts. His car's name is Sheila as well. I mean, a little background to our listeners. So we're on on a Zoom call. Noah's girlfriend, Beverly, is visible behind him, just looking at him as he describes this with this sort of, (laughs) do you know this look? It's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) And then laughing. I mean, I don't try to compartmentalize my life, but the, not everyone gets to come to the internet corner. <laughs> also, Noah, speaking of hair, yours looks wonderful right now. Oh, yeah. Thank Perfect you. audio Good. content for our listeners. <laughs> that, the, the, the quarantine lush. Did you just invest here. in like, no, microfiber no, towels or something? And you're just pushing these towels real hard right now? Is that is that all this plug is for? Uh, Do we need to post a photo of Noah on the Facebook group? (laughs) Noah didn't own a towel before like 2014. No, I I didn't own non-beached towels. Uh, (laughs) I had a lot of beach towels and they're very adequate at getting dry. Like I actually still don't see the issue with that. Um, I have normal towels now. (laughs) Just Just keep digging. You, you I, got, I'm gonna hold my ground on that. Beach towels—they're—they're they're big, they are absorbent, and they kind of have fun patterns to them. Like it just works. It's towel. So uh, before we move on from Sheridan, I want to bring up this whole like he is. He, they show him in his car, and he's like, "Yeah, this is where I slept. This was where my kitchen was." He opens the door. And he's like, "Yeah, I put." Like, he makes it seem like he went on a giant tour in this like. Subaru, and he's like, "Yeah, I put ten thousand miles on my car." And I'm like, "That doesn't really get you that far." Uh, uh, sorry, I, I got to course correct you on this. He said, "I put a thousand miles." <laughs> no, <laughs> did he say a thousand? Thousands. I'm pretty sure he said ten thousand. Okay, I'm I'm going to give you benefit of the doubt, Chris, because like a thousand is nothing. No, yeah, I think he said ten thousand, but that's still not like a lot if you're a touring musician. Like you're just constant like if you're driving constantly that's nothing that's like dude you know how long it takes to drive a thousand miles in la traffic he's not in la oh he was like in austin well that joke doesn't work then (laughs) no doesn't work he's he they set him up as a touring musician so it was just like then he just ruined that facade by saying uh the next person that we barely meet i guess is becca She's 25. Uh, she judges bases based on kisses, is what she, is the only note I have written down. And then she picks a Danny. Seems like which is, that one dude that was trying to kiss everyone should have hooked up with this one. Oh, whoops. Uh, our, our favorite Michael Todd. Michael Todd. Michael Todd. 
Um, there's not a whole lot to say about her because she was barely in the show. Um, then we've got Savannah. She was 25. She picked Chris, which was one, uh... they were. She was Chris was the one playing piano a lot for you musician musician like lovers out there. He was one of the like three people that actually played an instrument during the show. I have a note on Savannah. As you Go said, ahead. she's 25. Yoga instructor from Tennessee, specifically Nash Vegas. There you have it. That's all I got. There you go. Very important details. In case you were wondering. Um, then we... Oh, br- no, hold on. I, I lied. Bree is the one that picks Chris. Savannah picks Brandon. It's No one cares. <laughs> Brandon is <laughs> the, like, uh, kind of douchey-looking guy. Yeah. 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 Looks like he couldn't really walk. <laughs> like, he just, like, worked out or some shit. <laughs> does he skip leg day, or does he do too much leg day? I... <sighs> I think it was everything. Like his his legs were not moving that well, so it was just like, oh man, like I, everything's sore. I can't move. You need to carry me. I mean, when you put on that button, that one on that mask, you're just gonna sacrifice a little bit of agility. That's, that's, that's just the reality you hit the gym. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, you you, you don't want to be able to walk. That's how much mass you want. <laughs> yeah. Do we gotta go nice. deep on on Michael Todd at some point? I think that's right now. We gotta. We're we're talking about Brandon being douchey, and I feel like you gotta be like, whoa, whoa, let's talk with Michael Todd when that happens. I mean, we're we're at the end of all the women. I we we discussed everyone that was. Oh, we discussed everyone. Oh, we we did it. We did. (laughs) Let's talk about douchey and douchey. Random minutia at this point. (laughs) We haven't gotten to the minutia yet. Now we're doing random (laughs) minutia. (laughs) I mean, now is the final minutia segment. You have any final minutiae to talk about? Now would be the time. Well, let's talk about Michael Todd. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Get, Max. Tell me about Michael Todd. Okay, so Todd, Todd Michaels, or whatever the fuck his name is, he just like goes up to ladies and says like, "What's wrong? Am I too attractive?" And he does this like weird thing with his lips, where he kind of like duck faces, but it's like a little over exaggerated. I don't know. It's awful. I hate it. There's a lot of eyebrow raises too, Max. You forgot the eyebrow raises. He he looks the way I like exaggerate my face when I'm on a Zoom call when I'm like making a joke. But he just does this when he's flirting with women. Yeah, he gives off a very strong creep vibe. Like way too. Like, it's so much though. You feel like he's playing the villain. Like he's not actually that bad in real life. He has like lines to read. Uh, the, very, the very first thing I noticed was that like everybody's intercard only had their first name. Michael Todd insisted on getting his last name in there, and he's oh, the only Michael on the show. He could be Michael Todd. Full. That could be his first name. Yeah. Who Who the hell would have two first names as their first name? For could his- be a, could be his middle name. <laughs> who knows? He just goes by. Doesn't Michael matter. Todd. You just put your first one. No. No. I think it's his last name. <laughs> I don't think so. I think that he goes by Michael Todd. That's just like, just some weird thing his parents did to him. Wait, we we, we just we, we we didn't like stop that speed bump. We just went over the speed bump. Our car got demolished. <laughs> um, 
Annabeth, would you like to say anything back to this on the two first names? I think there's, I think there's some hate for some reason, but <laughs> I'd love to go over that speed bump. <laughs> yeah, two I first names is great. How about three first names? Some sort of throuple. Cool. But okay, <laughs> so, so you go on the on the show. Like, would you put your first and last name on there, or like your full name? No, just your, everyone's go by first name. You go by first name. Or like, I think you might want like a pen name because you don't want to be associated with your bachelor persona. You want to be able to like really let loose some bachelor. So like you, you like new name. No, you got to use your real name for the social media influence. You got to parlay this into you start a new social. social media. Yeah. If, if you're trying to be a social media influencer, you got to get the real name out there. That's important. But this conversation is reminding me of the, the episode of the bachelor ret we did for the podcast with Mr. Jack Stone. Oh, Jack Stone. Oh, who he had his first and last name in his title card. When <laughs> did, and we were all very confused. Yeah. We were also confused why he was on so long. Ducking into the minutiae, uh, Annabeth brought up Hot Touch before. Yeah, and nobody, nobody seemed to remember it. Did you remember it, Noah? Uh, so I was playing the Spotify track in between watching the show uh, and coming on the pod. So, uh, Annabeth, do you want to lead into Hot Touch? That was Michael Todd, wasn't it? Yeah, it's Michael Todd's song. It has over 100,000 spins. Oh, my God. Well, Michael Todd rolls in and, like, pretty immediately starts singing to the ladies his song, Hot Touch. And he, his singing voice, he affects, like, some kind of, like, it's, like, it's not good. It's, like, it's a weird sort of, like, tone that he does. And he, his body changes. And it's, it's truly horrible. <laughs> That's his only song on Spotify. It is. That's why he keeps his last name. That's his. Is he a real musician? Do you think he's a fake? Is he a fake one? No, I mean I just looked at him on Spotify. When when like right before he played it, he said, "Hey, who wants to hear my song?" Like this is his only song. So I think this is confirmed. (laughs) And even the song itself, like it's not musically driven. You know, it's like a bunch of synth and pop, like. He he just picked up a like a beat from the internet and put put some baby love type type of stuff on top of it, pushed it out. This is where I want to know, like, like I did, like I don't know if I need more musical challenges because there was a lot of music in this episode, but I do wish we had more of people's musical backgrounds. Like, are people like professional backup singers? Or are they music teachers? Like, where are these people coming from? How did he write Hot Touch? Who is he? So yeah. on on YouTube. There is the making of Hot Touch by Michael Todd. <laughs> and it's a 45 be. second video. And the first comment is George Bush did 9 11. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Uh, there's also like 400 views of this video. So, you know. There's about to be a lot more. He definitely just went on there Maybe. just for the fame. Like, yeah, 100%. he's definitely on the fame. Uh, the one last minutia I have on the show is that the age disparity between the men and the women in the show is like pretty big. Like most of the women are like 21 to like 25. And a lot of the guys are like 28 to like 35. Like the oldest person yeah. there is 38. So like they're, right. not even, they're like not even in the same 
range generally. This feels like another bachelor trademark move too. I feel like this is always kind of a thing, like especially when there's like a male bachelor, like all the women for that season are super young. But oh, yeah. if they're trying to go in the model of, uh, of A Star is Born, I think Bradley Cooper is, is a little bit older than, than Lady Gaga. So. Uh, oh, he's much older than yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, nice she's Harrison. Trying so to... She's trying to keep it uh, authentic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally. I end up with the image. <laughs> you, know, you, know what you, you know what you want the end product to be. You just work, you just work back from there. Yeah. I, I do got to build on like Adam was saying. Um, I think some of these people are really talented musicians. Some of them, even some of these like musical like dates they did, mm, mm, mm. like they can sing a song, but they're definitely not a musician. Mm-hmm. Can you define what a musician is, Noah? You have talent. Oh, oh man! <laughs> no passion. You know the passion, like it's you didn't okay? like Sheridan's Sheridan's song. Sheridan's song. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about Sheridan's song. Sheridan says he started writing this song earlier that week for the woman he played it to, just in general, not really well, sure. No. And then he Be asked clear. to help him finish it, and they, they don't do that. That doesn't happen. He just wrote the hook, and he was like, I need you. I want to finish it with you. I thought that was going to happen like right then. I thought she was going to like drop a lyric and they were going to like workshop a little bit together. No, that was just game. That's all game. That is, he's just, that's his, that's his thing. Is that like a pickup artist move? Oh yeah. You got to get this in that mystery pickup artist uh, show as well. What if we, what if we see next episode, Sheridan sings the same song to a different woman and he's like, I really need some help finishing this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sheridan Gottfried just starts. Is that so? Is he a graduate of the mystery show? He's got he's peacocking a little bit with the hat, he's the hair, peacocking, and he's like pulling out the, the moves. You know, you gotta be watchful. Watch for That's those. Watch call. for the negging. Negging is next, it, it, especially as he beat out Captain America, right? Like that guy was like an Iron Man looking guy. And Sheridan won. He won. The power of the hats. You're playing the game. All right. Are we good for ratings? Anyone else? Have, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Sorry. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Harrison. Give me a rating. Oh, man. Uh, this show is terrible. I mean, like, it's just, you know, it, it is a weird version of Bachelor in Paradise uh it seems like you know it, it kind of seems like you know high school musical a little bit in some moments where people kind of seem to be like singing about what they're feeling and it's like some weird things like that uh i don't know you know chris harrison reminds me of mark l Wahlberg and vice versa <laughs> so there, i've got some issues there and uh, uh yeah that's it's gonna be a bottom third i can't i, I i'm not gonna be watching all right, Annabeth, what do you got for me? I'm going to say this is top of the bottom. I think it is not good. There are too many recaps. They're like, there's a, there's, there's like a kernel of something interesting here because I do like the idea of the music challenges and love, but they don't really do it very well. And mm-hmm. it just takes so long. So top of the bottom. Uh, 
I'm going to go with bottom third. I think that the show is hot garbage. And that was on Reddit for the second half of the show. I didn't give a fuck. And uh, yeah, that's what we're going to go with. Not quite as bad as when we watched BIP, which was four hours of like just even more hot garbage. So at least we got a rose ceremony this time. So that was nice. Um, Brian, what do you got for me? I'm going to throw a little curveball because so the reason I watch like Bachelor is because I watch it with other like people and it's fun as a group thing. I think that like this is only digestible as a group thing. So I'm putting it like in the bottom of the middle. So it throws off like I don't I don't think Bachelor in general is good, but it's fun to watch with people. And like it was fun to like watch with like everybody and trash it. There you go. Uh, Rob, what do you got for me? I I got a I'm sorry, Brian. This has got to go and then the bottom third. This just was so <laughs> uninteresting for so much of it. And like, I, I'm curious if there's a way to repackage this of the, like the show Chris said he wanted and then was just describing stuff that happened in the show, but like where he was actually going with like a much more music centric show that the dating is kind of like more focused on the music and the dating is more the side product than this way where it's the, the, the bit part is central. Would that be like a sort of interesting kind of premise and stuff? But, and I feel like it's going to pivot to this American Idol show, but I don't know if that's going to be much better. So uh, I, uh, I was not very engaged by this show and uh, I'm going to keep it in the bottom third. All right, Max, what do you got for me? Uh, curveball, middle third. Mm, middle of the middle. Oh, man, shocking. I had fun with the show, um, especially compared to all the other Bachelor just schlock we've watched. This one, it was a diff- it was a good different twist that I didn't expect. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Um, I do, I do, honestly, I do think there is something to like connecting with music. Is this show doing the right approach to this? Absolutely not. But it was fun to talk shit about it. With so you're on the Brian train. Brian's on the Max train. Yeah. Uh, James, what do you got for me? Yeah, so this one's going in the bottom. Uh, <laughs> but but I do have Shocker. to say, to give it a few, I, I will say the show is visually <clears throat> very well like put together. And audibly, the music uh, soundtrack, which we didn't touch on, uh, I thought was pretty good. Um, so like... The, the package of the way it's presented is nice, but the content, for all of the, the reasons I already said, is just it's just lacking and dragging. It's really hard to, for me to kind of care, get interested or invested in any sort of way. Uh, and so for that, you know, there, while there are some a few highlights here and there, and I, I totally agree with the this would be more fun for a group, uh, top of the bottom. Noah, would you like to give us your rating? Yeah, the show sucks. Um, but I, I, I agree with Rob that I think there actually is a lot of interesting potential and like spinoff uh, opportunity to do like these mashups between Bachelor and uh, maybe the Masked Singer, like get some really fun stuff going on there. They pull off the mask. It's like, what? you know, um, you know, where so, love is blind, maybe something, right? Like there, there is like the mixed genre opportunity here, which I like that they're going for. But this is just executed so, so 
poorly. Um, that it's basically The Bachelor with like uh, a pinch of music, which then makes it The Bachelor, which puts it at the bottom. Um, I'll put it at the middle of the bottom because there's worse shit we watch out there. Um, so yeah, that's where it goes. Noah, does, does your girlfriend want to give a rating? Is she still around? <laughs> no. <Damn. laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I figured I'd ask. Well, bottom, nothing. You don't have to. It's uh, just, just offering an opportunity. It's wrong. Yeah. No, your full rating system. I'm I'm good. <laughs> Thank very, you, though. Very chivalrous, Chris. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you guys, do you think that at the end of the season, so they kind of recorded one song this episode. Do you think by the end of the season, there's going to be like a CD of like Ooh. they make like a professional song every episode? And there's going to be some kind of terrible album. <laughs> One, I and two, it's going to be followed up by a national tour where all these people go and fucking perform everywhere. As yeah. long as the coronavirus allows for it. So initially I thought, so like my sister was going to go to like Bachelor Live, which I was like, is this show just Bachelor Live? Like, is this just like they're going to take these contestants that are musically inclined and put on a show and like figure out if they're the drama related to like whatever. That's what I thought. Like, what the fuck is Bachelor Live? Like, I don't understand. It's, I looked, I looked it up. It's, it was here in Seattle and it was like, I, like you can get on stage somehow. And like, you are like, you are, you are like dating the people, like whoever the Bachelor person is, you go on like little mini dates or something. Noah, do you oh. know about it? Yeah. Um, when I saw it come in, I, I looked it up to see if like the, our Bachelor people would go. It's basically that. It's a very condensed version of The Bachelor. Um, unclear what they do for their dates, but the goal is, like, you have a couple at the end. Uh, does somebody get, like, proposed to at the end? I think no, it was It's, it's not the proposal live, Harrison. Yo, doesn't somebody get proposed to at the end of The Bachelor? Isn't that, like, the point of the show? I don't know. I yeah. am surprised that in the huge recap they show us of this season, there's no like dramatic ring box opening. Like Maybe there's that's no a hint of a proposal. Maybe that's a spoiler. The rings in the guitar. Alright, so on to updates. I got I got an update for everyone. Um we got our top chef fantasy scoreboard updated this week. Uh currently in the lead is Noah. Because Melissa King won for the second week in a row. So he's winning with 13. Uh, Brian, sorry, Lisa was kicked off the show. But she did win Last Chance Kitchen. So you got half a point. So you still can earn 0.5 points up until the end if she keeps winning. Um, So to be. So everyone that has two people left in the show is Max, um, myself, and Noah, and Annabeth. Everyone else has somebody kicked off the show so far. So, um, you know, it's it's anyone's game so far. So we'll we'll see how things play out. <laughs> you say it's um, anyone's game except for like the people that got somebody kicked <laughs> off. I mean, if you if your person makes it to the end of the like show, like yeah. you get five points for making it to the end, like. Yeah, until your know. second person is kicked off, you're you still got some hope. I have yeah. no concept of how many points are good points. Um, <laughs> so the it ranges from thirteen to four right now. Ooh, okay. 
Harrison not doing so. Is Harrison the last? <laughs> yes. Okay. Because Harrison's last. character was kicked off first, so he has like only one of his people have been like. But my remaining person's gonna win, so I think that might balance out. But yeah, I mean, she points? did make a final table this week, so she you did get extra points for that. Um. So we'll we'll see. It, it's definitely helps when you have two people still on the show. But do you get like points by default for just having somebody make it through a show? Yeah. So the 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 point ranges are if you your character does not get eliminated in an episode, you get a point. Ah, okay, got it. If you're on the winning team, you get an extra point. And if you win the episode, you get two points, two extra points. So, or you get an extra point on top of being in the the winning team. So. You got like four points. Anyway, um, the other update I have is for the Lego show. So we did the Lego show a long time ago. Um, they're on. They did their penultimate episode uh, last week. And Rob, do you remember the couple that like did terrible? The couple that met on Reddit. Yeah, and then oh, yeah. you're like they were gonna get kicked off. Well, now we're down to three teams. And they're uh, still going. Spoiler alert: They're still on. Oh man! Once they once they actually banged, that really unlocked their potential. <laughs> they they definitely have been killing it. They're like way more artistic than you thought than you think they would be, and they like the last episode they had to do some sort of like mechanical thing, which they did miserable at with their stupid amusement park, and they did a way better job. I don't know if they've been like doing Lego for like 14 hours a day and then like practicing after that or not, or practicing banging. It's unclear why or how they got so good, why they were so bad at the beginning. Cause they never built Lego <laughs> together. That's why they were bad. But like, even like the, the two guys that seemed really, really good uh, that like built, I don't know. They, I don't know what they did. The Ferris they did wheel? That, yeah. The roller coaster, I think. They did like a roller coaster that episode or okay. Ferris wheel. Yeah, they got kicked off. Like oh, they no. lost to that team. So like, um, it's it's Rough. been really fun. I like that show. Like it was just fun to see people build like crazy stuff. And it's very pleasant, and very interesting. Uh, will Arnett continues to be an amazing host and just kind of sets the tone for the whole show. And yeah, it's great. So are all the challenges still like double digit hours long, or are there any any quick hits in there? Uh. I think that both the challenges in the last one were like seven or eight hours each, maybe nine hours. Uh, I think the shortest time was like five hours. But sometimes after a sort of a shorter sprint, they stop them and they throw something in there again. And they're like, all right, now you get 10 more hours to incorporate this. Uh, it is unclear the shooting schedule of the show. Wait, we don't know the production schedule. What? Chris, you're supposed to get that for us. We really need some context. Have we had the Duplo challenge yet? No Duplo challenge. Uh, I don't man. think it's coming. down to three. I don't think it's happening. There's only one week left. Mm-hmm. So, would you save the Duplo challenge for your grand finale? That's the question. <laughs> so maybe whole... you take you save that for Lego Kids, your spinoff in a in a couple years. Oh yeah, Lego Masters Junior. <laughs> so, uh, Rob, can you give me the update? I'll give you the update. Updates quick. The uh, the kangaroo was kicked off, and it was Jordan Woods. Who's Jordan Woods? She's famous for being Kardashian adjacent. Jesus. 
<laughs> the kangaroo talked about you had a lot of drama in the last year and uh jordan woods hooked up with uh i'm blanking on the name not courtney the other one anyway chloe. one of the what chloe she hooked up with chloe's baby daddy and was the final nail in the coffin of chloe and her baby daddy breaking up and now wow. jordan is on the outs with the, the kardashian clan so is she so. kicked off the show now too She's off the mass singer. She got unmasked. Well, I mean, is she off the Kardashian show too? I don't know. No. So, like, I was just totally like, I don't know who this is. I'm not interested. I was watching with Emmy and uh, Jenny McCarthy guessed Jordan Woods. And Emmy goes, Oh, that's such a good guess. Oh, that makes so much sense. And then got unmasked. It was clearly very excited. So, if you know who Jordan Woods was, apparently this is pretty fun. Uh, but for me, <laughs> Three of the last four, I've, I've had no idea who they are. And the other one was Gronk, who I was like annoyed was still on the show. So it's, it's not been a good run for me. I'm curious if this season is going, all the interesting people like Little Wayne got kicked off early and now everyone else is just randos. I don't know. but They kicked off all the really famous people that didn't have the time for this shit. Now it's just like fucking deal of celebrities. Yeah. Do you have any predictions on who is still in the show? Um... I don't have any predictions for the show. It's it's hard to remember on the on the fly, and sometimes it's like it's like that guy from that thing, and it's yeah. I don't know. so I don't have a good solid uh, solid prediction. But there's someone who came on the radio, and Amy was like, "Oh, this is the guy we think might be the turtle," and I was like, "Oh yeah." Ooh. What's your favorite? <laughs> oh, this is the one I got. There's an astronaut, and it's probably not him, but there's some signs it might be Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which would be oh. incredible. Oh. But that probably means it's not him. Zero percent. That would be amazing, though. Zero percent chance. Yeah. Uh, anyone else got any updates they want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, I want to talk for a hot second about Quibi. If we can, <laughs> if we can drop into the Quibi corner real quick. Yeah, I just want to mention that in the next week, next weeks, we're gonna do a Quibi episode where we watch a bunch of Quibi reality shows. So yeah, yeah so give, we've been give about Quibi a little bit, and then trying to, you know. Like I feel like I've been trying to get interested in Quibi, uh, and but like I feel like a lot of the content announcements haven't really gotten it done or whatever. You know, like sign up, sign up for the trial on the app, never watch anything. Then earlier today on Twitter, there was a clip of some Quibi show that somebody tweeted out, and it was basically of Rachel Brosnahan who plays uh, Mrs. Maisel on the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, in some insane show about her losing an arm and then it gets replaced with a golden arm, an arm that's made out of gold, which gives her some kind of gold poisoning. It's a pulmonary gold disease. Pulmonary gold disease, which in the show appears to be some kind of respiratory condition. Some sort Uh, of corona condition? Yeah. No, it's fucking... So, okay, so like... (laughs) So I saw this clip and I'm like, this can't be as crazy as, as it seems. And then, uh, what was and then the clip? we had to watch it. James. I don't understand what the clip was. Like, uh, is this all after you, like you, you teed up this person's story, but like, is the clip, this person, like this happening or like, so, I'm just confused what, what the timeline is. The whole, the whole thing about Quibi is that like, it's like all like super short episodes. This one's like a five minute episode, a 10 minute episode, and, like a five minute episode. Somebody on Twitter spliced out like some small segments from the series of three episodes that basically shows some hilarious moments of her getting this golden arm and then her being told that 
the golden arm is what's making her ill and killing her and all this stuff. Okay, so, like, so this stuff it, is happening is like is the show. Yeah, it's it's just the whole show. And so you we, saw a supercut of it. Yeah, okay. pretty much. It's no, it was it wasn't a supercut. It was well, just one scene from the show. It was so it, like the cl- the clip essentially, James, was this woman on her deathbed, and the doctor was like, "Hey." We remove this arm, you'll be better. And she's like, No, I can't be better. I need my arm. And then she like dies because she won't remove her arm, is what I gathered from the clip. And how ridiculous that sounds. Promise whole show around that. Yeah. So it's basically there's like this horror anthology series called Fifty States of Fright that they have. So the first episode the first part of it is 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 about Michigan, which this 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 thing had nothing to do with Michigan. Maybe it was shot there. Not really sure, but like episode one, it is this woman is married to a lumberjack, and he's like, "Hey, I need help cutting this tree down," and the tree falls on her arm, and he hacks it off with an axe. That's episode one. It's really gory. It it's is so gory. For like five I, I, minutes ugh. long, it is shocking how much blood and you see a bunch of arm coming off. It is terrible. Terrible. Terrible why situation. Are, why, why, are, why are you watching this? Um, why did you want to get into this quibby thing? We so had to confused. get to the golden arm, James. We had to know how does she get the golden arm? Why does she wear it? What is pulmonary gold disease? So, we'll include the clip in our show notes. So I'm everyone still knows. stuck. Please watch the clip. At why you had to watch a clip of a show that's only five minutes long. You didn't just watch the five minute show. Like, why are there clips on the internet that are shorter than the, like, the show's only five minutes. I don't get it. I'm so stuck. I just, uh, came, I just came across this clip and it caused me to watch this show. Okay. So she, so, so she loses this arm and she's super sad. She doesn't have an arm, obviously. And the husband is feeling super bad because it's totally his fault that she doesn't have this arm anymore. So he makes her this crazy looking metal arm and she's like, whatever, whatever. And then she's kind of thinking, she's like, could you make this out of gold for me? (laughs) And so he fucking smelts down like three or four gold bars and makes a solid gold arm for her. And she's finally happy again. She's super pumped. Then she goes to the doctor and it turns out that having the golden arm is killing her. Isn't a golden arm, wouldn't it be ridiculously heavy? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> solid gold. You gotta, yeah. you gotta, you gotta do the muscles. You gotta start doing some exercises. What? There's no yeah. muscles, Chris. It's and, just it's gold. There's and, no arm. And, like, and you know, like skip an arm day, dude. You can't skip arm day. He doesn't have the arm. The, the arm's not gonna get any stronger. It's gold. <laughs> I don't know what you're missing. Oh yeah, and, it's and connected and, somehow. And, and and of course, the other end of this is that like this guy has bankrupted himself to make this golden arm for his wife whose arm he chopped off with an axe because he feels so bad and wants to make her happy again. So he's bankrupted himself, going into debt. So this is real? Golden arm. She's, she's dying. But Won't like, take off the arm. Why? why? If she, instead of doing that, arm take the gold, go, to the, go get some prosthetic arm and no. go to a hospital like a normal person. This I mean, is a I, world where only gold arms... Who are, are these people? Like I don't understand, like... Who's doing it in, and they're doing this for this Quibi TV show? What is wrong with these It's people? not a reality show, James. What is it then? It's wait, so- wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you, you, did we just is this fiction? This is fiction? Why are we talking about no. it? Are you no. kidding me? This is real. This is the oh, stupidest man. fucking... Okay, that might done. be better than the actual show. <laughs> this is stupid as hell. Why? I don't understand any of this now. Why are so, we even talking about this bullshit? 
This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's not real. It doesn't matter. Who cares? And refuses to remove it and dies. No, she doesn't. We've been over it. Not real. Yeah. Most of the content we watch is also not real. And her stipulation before she died was she said, promise me one thing before you die. Bury me with the golden arm. Yeah, because she didn't die. Doesn't matter. None of this is real. This is the stupidest plot I've ever heard of. So this guy... That's the point. It is the stupidest plot. Why would you bury her with the golden arm, which has bankrupted him? But then he's having second thoughts. He did. Why? Who cares? Why are you still watching? (laughs) That's a good question, actually. uh, Because it was super super fast, and we, we just watched it. So... Dig, digs her up, takes the arm back so he can be financially, you know, okay again. Uh, turns out she didn't like that too much. Now she's a zombie and she kills him for the arm. And that's the that's <laughs> the entire end, the end of the show. Yeah, never subscribe. Spoilers, dude. She's a zombie. Dude. Oh, there were tons of spoilers in there. The whole uh, I described the entire show. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the action was longer than the actual show. Yeah. <laughs> We're definitely talking about it more than the length of the show. Um, To give a little preview for Quibi Week. uh, I'm going to hate Quibi Week. They got punked. It's really well done. They have a Mentalist show. That's kind of fun. They have a TMZ show. Uh, I don't really watch TMZ. I watched an episode. It was fine. Um, No, you didn't even mention the best one. Murder Housewife. That's the one we gotta watch. That that's the one I want to watch. What are we? We're watching some murder bullshit now. Yeah. So they. So remember those house flipping shows? We I don't think we've actually done a house flipping show. Definitely done a house house renovation show, but they renovate houses where people got murdered. Chris, I'm I'm pretty sure we did a show called Fixer Upper. So. uh, But is that about flipping houses or just about? I guess. That's just about fixing houses. And James, last week we did a show about murder. And we that's the last update we got to do, Chris. We, we got to talk about it. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah, the Tiger King. Tiger King had a bonus episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was it. just insane in a totally different way. You had Joel McHale, who looked like he didn't shower or prepare at all for this, <laughs> sitting on his bed, interviewing people over, over Zoom or whatever. Uh, it was It was something. I'd say it was bad. I would not encourage anyone to watch it. Oh, really? The only thing that I really got out of it was that it made a much clearer case for Joe Exotic being a real asshole. Like the documentary, definitely you could kind of go through and like he does he's an asshole, but he's like a lovable asshole. But like this these set of interviews with people that knew him for years, like they're just flat out, he's a dick. I don't want anything to do with him. That's the only thing I really got out of it. It was it was pretty clear. It's like, yep, that guy should be in jail. I don't want anything to do with that guy anymore. Yeah. Uh, the that that one dude, uh, one of his former husbands, the Finley guy, has a, has a full mouth of teeth now. Looks great. Yeah. I think multiple people had new teeth. Yeah. Um, I'm so happy for them. For sure. Yeah. But also, then the, sh- the the documentary guy is in Norway now, and he does not have new teeth. So I wonder if the teeth couldn't go all the way to Norway. You know, uh, it's weird. One, the one thing I noticed was that it was brought to you by AirPods. Everyone had yes. AirPods. Yeah, I think that like Netflix must have just like mailed everybody like an iPhone with AirPods because like none of these people have any kind of reliable. <laughs> well, there's there's actually good 
good AirPod minutia because like everyone's wearing AirPods, so clearly Netflix sent them too. But then Jeff Lowe is with his wife, and they each have one AirPod. So Netflix couldn't send them two; they sent them one, and they had to share. Well, they just then, really wanted to interview Jeff. They didn't want the wife there at all. Well, I don't think you can sync two AirPods to one device. Netflix can figure this out. They can send them more stuff. They got a lot of technology. And then the guy in Norway does not have AirPods. So Netflix did not want to send the AirPods overseas. Maybe he just didn't want to use AirPods. He wanted to use his janky. No, 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 Chris. You're, you're not looking deeper at the levels of how <laughs> cheap Netflix was when they did this. You gotta, you gotta pay that, cheap. like, some kind of tax when you ship something across, like, countries, too, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, you're spending billions tax. of dollars on content. Like, to spend an extra $200 a cent AirPods is, like, nothing. And the, the other thing that I was crazy was, like, Joel McHale asked a guy about about the killing of the tigers. He's like, so you were, you were doing that when you were kind of, you know, just trying to uh, euthanize and something was wrong. The guy goes, yeah, you'd think so, but there were other times. And then that just, Joel just moves on. It's like, Joel, we need to follow up on that. And like Joel was not prepared for the kind of answers he was getting. I, I wonder uh, what community college he went to. <laughs> uh, Thanks, I Noah. Thing I want to mention about the whole Jeff Lowe thing, which is Jeff Lowe seems like a piece of shit, but he always feels very inclusive of his wife in the show. So that's one odd positive thing about Jeff Lowe. <laughs> we didn't get to meet the nanny though i was very disappointed oh the nanny's on instagram <laughs> the nanny's on instagram oh yeah joel was very interested in asking with the nanny yeah that was like the only thing that i liked was he asked about the nanny no i i liked joel joel did this everybody but i liked the who should play you in the <laughs> movie that they're going to make about Tiger King and one guy says Matthew McConaughey should play you. <laughs> yeah. It's like Matthew McConaughey's not played you guy. I, I hate to break it to you. <laughs> Alright. Anyone else? Alright. Well, that's it for us this week. I don't think we're going to do another addendum and addendum addendum this week. So um, that's it. Uh, and next week, it's either going to be Queeby shows or Netflix is another really interesting reality show about love. So maybe we'll continue our love month, which we know James loves. So uh, we'll see you guys next time. Hey, pretty baby, caught you looking at me. Caught you looking at me. Caught you looking at me. Hey, pretty baby, you're so easy to read. Hey, pretty baby, that's what I am. Start looking at.